Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, the podcast mogul. And today, I am very happy to have someone, uh, this guest. This guest is amazing. They help students and teachers and entrepreneurs and business owners track and achieve their goals, which is an amazing thing because we all need help doing that. Uh, please welcome my guest, Ashani Shaha. <laughs> close. It's Ashni Shah. Ashni. Ah, oh, I was close. Hi, Ashni. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, Introduce yourself, please, to my audience so they get to know a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, everyone. My name is Ashni. I was actually born and grew up in Kenya and moved to Canada in 2011. Um, I moved here to study computer science at the University of Toronto. And since graduating, I've worked as a software engineer at a few different tech companies. Right as the pandemic hit, I was actually going through some personal changes or transitions in my life, moving from one city back to Toronto and um, got stuck in the oh no jobs are not available right now kind of situation um I got very lucky I actually did have a lot of job opportunities and job offers despite the climate at the time but none of them felt right and none of them lined up with what I wanted my next steps to be and that led me to start my own company um happy to stop there or say more Phil you tell me no, no, no. It, it's it, it's great. So we know the why. You started it because you didn't have you, you had opportunities to work for probably amazing companies and do amazing work, um, but it wasn't what lit your heart on fire. It wasn't what you wanted to spend the next 20, 30, 40 years of your life doing. Exactly. Yeah. Right? I've, I've always said, uh, and I have this in my email bio on my Twitter bio as well. Um, I'm on a mission to build a better tomorrow, and it's my way of taking my technical skills and knowledge and finding ways to build a better tomorrow, whatever that looks like. And while I still love the companies that gave me offers, and they were very good offers too, <laughs> they, um, you know, developer developer amounts are you know we're, we're well compensated generally. Um, they just didn't fill fill that void of like I want to be doing good and I want to be contributing to the world in a positive way. And that led me to explore, well, what are some of the problems that I'm seeing? And one of the very big obvious ones for me is I'm an immigrant woman of color who's worked as an engineer at a tech company, multiple tech companies. And I've seen the positive end of that where I've been extremely well supported by my manager. And I've also seen the negative end of that where I was in tears and ready to pack up and move back to Kenya and give up altogether. And I wanted to try and help that conversation and help people in that position, not feel like that ever again, um, but then also help people in general in, in a similar stream. I love, <laughs> I love, I love the next generation, these, uh, the digital entrepreneurs, they, they're more about helping people achieve their goals. Either it's the mom and pop businesses reach their goals, hitting those numbers or individuals uh, reach their goals and things like you, like they all, all they care about is helping. It's more about helping like here. Yeah. The money's going to come. I know it's coming because people will pay me. But as soon, as long as I give them help, like over and above the value that they're paying me for it, I know it will grow and you can grow, grow, grow like that. I love that. I love we're focused more on helping than uh, the, the dollar amount as it is. And I think it's somewhat of a Canadian trait. I'm just saying. <laughs> Definitely. We're all Canadians somewhat. Uh, but yes, no. Um, <clears throat> so what made you decide to create Hype Dots? 
docs? Yes. So um, one, I was working at the last, like my previous role. Um, it's a company called Square and I adore every person I worked with there. It was a phenomenal group of people and a great product. Um, we had a group of women engineers who used to get together and one of our common topics was how do we overcome imposter syndrome and how do we actually try to you know, show the work that we're doing both quantitatively and qualitatively. And someone else, it wasn't me, someone else um, suggested the idea of like tracking things in a hype doc, which was quite literally a Google document where you go and write and link to all of the you know code changes and product features and things like that. And uh, my very engineering mind was like, ooh, let's do more. <laughs> and <laughs> that very quickly turned into a spreadsheet with um, multiple columns for things like date, but also mapping it to OKRs, both personal and professional, uh, and then also mapping it to, you know, like the level I was at and the next level. So what do I need to show you to get to that next level? And after I left that company and did, you know, whatever soul searching and everything we all did during the pandemic, I realized, well, <laughs> I could take the same concept, which like I've, I've probably given a talk about the Hype Docs concept like 20 times before I built this product. And every single time I would walk away, people would follow up with me, ask me questions. Um, they'd add me on LinkedIn. And then a year later, they'd message me and be like, I've been using Hype Docs with my friends for years and we love it. And this is like, I just got a new job because of the confidence it gave me. And so I was like, it's, you know, like, let's, let's build it. Like, let's see what we can do. And so there was a random weekend. I think it was like August, 2020, where I was just in a rut with, um, I was working on another product as well at the same time. And I was just in a rut and I just wanted some creative freedom. And I sat down and I spent uh, three, maybe four days, like it was a long weekend coding, launched it with no other marketing or advertising or anything. And I got three paying users on the first day, which was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. That that just hits all the things. Like you, usually people say, uh, go search for a market and then build a product for them. You built it, and they came to you uh, in the first day. Three paid users. Wow! How did that feel? I, I mean, it felt amazing. I still, and this is the piece of advice I will always share: find your market first, <laughs> because I, <laughs> like it felt amazing, and like I was part of a founder community that was really big, really active. And the folks who did sign up were all people who kind of knew me in one way or another from that founder community. And they, okay. they, they already were kind of in the mindset. Um, but, you know, it's it's been a year and a half, um, or it's been like two years since we launched that. And we, we have people signing up every single week, but the biggest struggle we're facing with the product is it's not sticky. And it's not sticky because I only ever launched it as a web app and our notification system is an email and you can't really send more than one email a week or one or two emails a week. Otherwise it's spam. So yeah, yeah. solving that sticky problem is kind of what my focus has been for the last, I'd say the last month. Um, and I call it my moment of genius, which is, um, which is this moment or like my aha moment where, you know, originally I was like, well, a mobile app has been requested multiple times. It makes a lot of sense. It, I do want to build one eventually. Um, I got a quarter of the way through coding it out. And I was like, you know what? Let's have this moment of genius. Slack app is so much better and faster to build out. And considering who I'm trying to target with this product or my next group of people I want to target, a Slack app is so much better for, for those kinds of communities, which are, um, you know, cohorts or communities that use Slack um, as part of their organization and communication, but then also businesses. 
whether you're a tech company or not, if you use Slack for team communication, we are a perfect product for you to use too. <laughs> Thank you. Your first generation was just, hey, just put it out and hopefully someone uses it. And then it's like, okay, maybe we'll go down the mobile app and that's an eventuality. But, you know, to get get to the mobile app and have someone else probably code it for you who's slightly a little better at coding apps than you are. Not, not taking away, you did a beautiful job. Like you're good at your thing. But yeah, I think, oh, that's great. That's a smart play. Because yeah. I know a lot of tech companies that use Slack yeah, and, and the beauty of this is it's not restricted to just tech companies because there's so many other companies that have started the migration over to Slack. And between you and I, if we look at the employment industry right now or like what's happening with employee culture, it's, I mean, pardon my French, but it's a shit show. Um, you know, like we, we are in one of these strangest times in the world where you have a combination of quiet quitting and mass layoffs at the same time. And for folks who aren't familiar with the terms or with the term quiet quitting, it's where people are doing the bare minimum and in a lot of cases less than the bare minimum just to get by because they want the paycheck, but they're burnt out or just like functionally not really interested in working anymore. But you have mass layoffs at the same time where, you know, people are trying to prove themselves so that they don't get fired. And the fact that these are happening simultaneously in the middle of like pandemic going into recession is just fascinating like i'm very oh and on the brink of war on the brink of war in one place like it's but i i also look at the quiet quitting not only uh, as people doing the bare minimum because they see that there's no future in these companies like that they uh, they realize that these companies are not their like they went into it they're hoping like like this is what happened to me with uh, the pandemic and i go into it on um transformational radio great ep- uh, great episode and great podcast over on Palapital, Padopolo, sorry <laughs> um but i got burnt out because I, I i wasn't in i i thought the bank would be i was working for a financial institution i thought the bank would like move me up quicker but i was just a cog they didn't care about me there was no support proper support there for going forward so like i wish i had had something like this a goal setting teach me about goal setting and all that but then I got I left because I didn't feel supported. And then I figured out I read the four hour work week, which led me to become an entrepreneur. Right. The four hour work week. I think there's a lot of people reading that four hour work week and starting their side hustles and realizing you're making more money. I can have a. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm like I'm working half as much and making three, four, sometimes five times the amount I'm making at a job where I'm working 40, 40 plus hours. So they're like, I don't need to be here. And then they quit. And they have the, and they can live the life that they want. You know, I've, the amount of entrepreneurs that I've talked to on just on this podcast and that just live a life like they're like, I work like two hours a week and I make seven figures. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm working on getting there. I'm you not know, there yet, but I'm working on getting there. <laughs> he explained that it took a long time to get there. And I'm like, oh, okay wasn't overnight you know like it wasn't a youtube success story some like that we hear but i've also had the privilege of talking with other uh entrepreneur podcasters that i've interviewed people who have started SaaS businesses from their van like it's so insane and i think that's what we're coming to we're coming to a place where like with slack being able to be when 2020 show that we could be remote like you don't have to travel And the, the time that you save in those travel, like, or getting up and getting ready for work, 
you can build a small business on the side. It's amazing. It is. It is absolutely nuts. Like now when I plan to meet people for coffees, because everything like everyone's trying to go back in person. There are a lot of these like in-person coffees where I'm just like, can we just make this a video call instead? Because like it's a half hour coffee or an hour coffee, but then you have to factor in the half hour to get there, the half hour to get back. And that's like two or more hours out of my day that's gone now that I, I can't get back. And um, I'm not saying I don't want to meet the person. Like most of the times I want to meet the person, but I, I schedule my coffees and socials at the end of the day so that I'm already done with my work, you know? And yeah, <laughs> but I, I did actually want to comment on something you said earlier around like you kind of, you realize that the company you're working at isn't for you anymore. And I, I felt that like with um, my time at Square, I mean, again, I have nothing but great things to say about them. Oh, I love Square. I worked. Uh, I didn't work directly with them. One of the charities I worked with uses Square to process payments when they're at events and all that. Square yeah. is if if they had a mobile app uh, or a thing for like for my type of business, I would be using them. But they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're a little more expensive. They're the next generation for me. Yeah. They're the next yeah. girl. And like and the team, like some of the smartest people I've ever worked with are are people I worked with there. But I just felt like I kept getting pigeonholed into a part of the company that I didn't necessarily want to grow my career into. And no matter how much I would try to maneuver out of it, I couldn't. And it, it was the nature of like, that's what the company needed at the time. And for a short, you know, for a few months, I'm fine with it. But I started looking at long term, what is my career looking like? And I don't want to just be a cog that's coding every single day. I have all these other skills and talents I want to explore. And that that was kind of my jumping off point. But looking at it from an employer perspective, just because I am a business owner now, um, you know, and like ideally I want to grow a, a good, strong team. It's how do I identify that with my employee and how do I have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with my employee where we can build goals that line up their personal interests with my company OKRs and track the work that they're doing to it. And then in a really big way, track the qualitative work that they're doing towards it in a quantitative way so that we can actually turn that into their bonus or their rewards or, or other ways to interest them and in continue building their career in a way that they want to as well. Un unless, of course, they're already on the four hour work week, like I'm out and making the next bigger. Like, yeah. Look, I, I love the company, but my business over here is paying me a little more. I'm happy with this. If you want me for four hours, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Um, so in your journey so far, in the two years that you've been running HypeDoc and uh, or your whole journey as a female in tech, has there been moments where you're like, yeah, this is why I want to be doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, and is there one that you care to share that just maybe cements it for our listeners? Yeah. So I, I'm actually going to share two quick ones. Um, the first is I, so unfortunately earlier this year, I had to take a break. I had some physical health issues I needed to take care of. And, you know, if you as a listener have that, take care of yourself first and then come back. I'm better, faster, stronger because I did. Um, and so right as I came, you know, off the break, I attended a conference here in Toronto. Um, if Toronto folks or other folks, if you're familiar with Collision Conference, that's where I was. And I met someone that has been using Hype Docs for over a year in person and they were at their own booth. They, they didn't seek me out. They were at their own booth and I just mentioned my company. They were like, wait, are you talking about this? And that that moment of like, this is a real customer. This is like a person that uses my product and is paying for my product. And like, I'm talking to them. And it's not a person, like I have no idea who that person was prior to that moment. And that was like a phenomenal experience to go through. 
Um, and then I'd say this, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, I like, I took photos and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> you're like this this is this is the person i you are now my number one fan yeah. i'm your number one fan <laughs> i should probably print it out and put it on my wall somewhere um and then i think the other the other one that is extremely meaningful to me is because I'm, I'm very mindful and careful around how i build my company and my team as well and i've, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of interns and being really mindful and careful about how i integrate interns into the company too and there's an intern I worked with a year ago, and she emailed me about four months after her internship ended, just giving me an update on her life and her, a job that she just got. And then she also told me in that email, I was really skeptical when you told me about Hype Dogs before I started working on your team. And after working with you, it's, you know, it's been so amazing. But I've been using Hype Dogs every day since, and I don't think I would have gotten this job without the confidence that Hype Dogs gave me. And it's not the only email I've gone like that, but this was from someone who worked with me, who was part of our team, who helped build the product and then got a job both from like the work experience they had and then also just the confidence that the product built. And that is that that is what I want to be doing more of. That that is <laughs> that's just proof in the pudding. Like someone who was completely skeptical, like, yeah, I'm going to work here, but it's only for the work experience. I really don't care you know this product this product probably doesn't work builds it up actually uses it realizes it's it's the greatest thing alive and then gets and uses it to get oh my god that's a that's like case study one like the best case study you can have yes yep oh my god jealous i don't have a case study like that that that's a case study i'll be sending everybody <laughs> like if we can convert someone who didn't believe who built it look at what they've done with it like oh my god that that, that sells the product itself yeah you know i i will reach back out to her and say can we interview you and, and put this up as like a blog because you're right it is it is the perfect case study <laughs> it's it is if you don't use it i'm like i'll, I'll steal it from you i'll steal it no because that that is amazing oh my god um so apart from having an amazing case study, having a, a product that has helped students, employees, employers uh, become the best version of themselves or grow themselves in different ways and invest, obviously invest in themselves um, in the literal sense. Um, do you have a tip for someone who may be wanting to jump into the entrepreneurial world that's scared or someone who is in your area of expertise in the tech world mm -hmm. more specifically a, a female in the tech world that's looking to find something that lights their heart on fire because they've been pigeonholed into roles that they didn't want to grow you know yeah. someone like you someone can you talk to that person give them a tip yes sorry you first for a second but i think we're back um no absolutely <laughs> so this is something i've been kind of coining over the last few weeks and it's the title the unconventional founder and I'm starting to take ownership of that name and make like, I'm actually hoping to start doing a lot more social media, like, you know, personal branding work in that area and, and almost like mm -hmm. tagging myself as the unconventional founder because immigrant, woman of color, developer, bootstrapped and uh, solo founder. Like those are five things that every single book you're going to read about entrepreneurship tells you do not do these things. Like, you know, like, and I, I'm not trying to insult anyone here, but like, you should be a white cis male that's like lived in Toronto or New York your whole life and um, has like, you know, fundraises. The connections exactly. to the multimillionaires. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm none of those things. I'm, I'm the other end of the spectrum and I'm having the best time. I've had the best connections 
And it's, I mean, it's, it's taken a lot of work for me to get to where I am. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not been easy. I've had some not so great experiences and I think we all do. Um, it's, it's a part of what's led me to be so passionate about what I work on. And so, you know, for, for that person out there that is questioning whether they have what it takes, if you're interested in it, do it. Don't let anybody stop you. There's a lot of ways to be smart about it because I know like, especially as women, we're very conservative and like not as like we're very risk averse. And um, that sometimes holds us back because if we don't see that immediate path to revenue, we don't see that immediate path to like success, then it's something where we're like, oh, I don't think it's going to work out. Let's not do it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm definitely one of those people. That's how I was raised. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Uh, what I would say is find a community of people, like find, you know, three, four, five other people who are also interested in building something and start meeting them once a week. And just, you know, find some sort of course material to go through on how to start a startup. Uh, YC Startup School has phenomenal resources and it's all for free. And that's just one example. There's many others out there. Um, and then I really recommend reading the book, The Mum Test by Rob Fitzpatrick. That, that's something that I go and read at least once a year now. Uh, and the reason I mention it is it tells you how to go and figure out problems. Because the first thing you want to do is identify a problem that actually has merit, like that people are willing to spend time and money on. And then you can start ideating from that. Don't go build a product. Don't do what I did. Don't build a product and then figure it out. Like, I'm paying for that now. I'm, I'm doing a lot of thing now. Um, you know, save yourself all of that pain and misery. <laughs> and um, don't, just just find a group of people that you work with. Like I meet with, I think there's a group of six of us now. We meet every Friday for an hour we're all female founders from literally across the world. There's someone in Paris, there's someone in London, I'm in Toronto, there's someone in New York, and then there's someone that bounces between three countries and I've never known where it is. And um, we all meet, we all share our wins, we share our six, you know, any struggles we're facing. And I think my favorite thing is we all have different skill sets. So when they run into technical problems of like, hey, my domain's not working, how do I fix it? I'm there to help out. And when I need marketing help or I need, you know, like, hey, this is a one page or sales page, like sales is not my skill set at all. Well, <laughs> one of them actually went into my Canva document and like went and edited the whole thing for me. And I was just like, you're an angel. So find find that community for you and you will find like the fact that you're a solo founder is fine or the fact that you are a female founder is fine because you have this community of people that have your back and you have theirs. And quite literally, you can do whatever you want at that point. Oh. <laughs> And what's great is it's not just that that advice isn't just for female solo founders. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a it's something for every single Perfect. person out there. Like as as a podcaster, I'm going to use podcaster as a podcaster. I have a mastermind where I share that with I share supporting other members. The the people who join in, they teach me more than I teach them. I feel sometimes because they're sharing their expertise with us. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, having that community to meet all the time and being able to bounce ideas and share advice uh, is, is wonderful. Um, that's that's some great great advice. This is an episode I'm loving. I love this episode. Um, with uh, Shani, um, I'm going to jump into the spark question because we are running close to the end of the podcast and uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time here. So we got the spark by seek discomfort. You all know how much I love pushing myself out there, investing in myself, investing in yourself. So the question is, Ooh, this is good. When was the last time you tried something for the first time? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a slightly long answer here. 
that's fine. We got uh, we got we got uh, six minutes. You got time. Right. If, if I start getting close, just give me the you know timeout sign. <laughs> I'm just gonna pause one second. All right, we're good. Um, so aside from hype dogs and all my entrepreneurial work, for the last eight years, I've actually been doing something called Project Three Six Five, which is taking a photo and posting it on my Instagram account every single day. And I've been doing that for over eight years. And the reason I mention it is because even during the, especially during the pandemic, I should say, it has been such an incredible tool or like way for me to analyze and process my day and be like, I had a phenomenal day today, or I had a crappy day today. And it's okay to have crappy days and still have some image, some photo to represent that day, but also make me reflect. And for a long time, I would wake up in the morning and be like, well, what new thing am I going to do today? And it was, it's never been about me showing off or being like, oh, cool. I just went like skydiving or paragliding. I didn't go skydiving. I went paragliding. Look at me. I'm so cool. I went paragliding. It's never been about that. It's been about pushing myself to keep trying and doing new things. And um, I haven't actually shared this officially on my Instagram account yet because I've been doing it for a few weeks. But we have a big showcase happening on next Saturday. And so that's when I plan on doing the whole photos and everything. But I actually got convinced to join a Bollywood dance class. And (laughs) And, um, let's go. It's been I mean, I've always enjoyed dancing. Um, I've I've you know, I mentioned I had the health issues and stuff earlier this year. So I've had to be a little more careful with how I exert myself. This class, it's called Beginners. It is not for beginners. It's for like <laughs> our warm-ups. Like the instructor has us doing planks in our warm-up. And he's like, yeah, we're doing a minute plank. And I look at him. I'm like, I can do three seconds. Are you okay with that? <laughs> like, It's been some of the most, like the most intense exercise that I've done in a long time. But it's been so much fun. So rewarding. I've become friends with the folks in my class. We're actually meeting tonight as like an impromptu practice because we have the showcase happening next week. And it's like, it's something that I'm so excited about. And I, you know, like, I, I, if, if any of you listeners out there are Indian and follow like the Indian wedding traditions, um, I've always really enjoyed attending my family, like my extended family's weddings, because we always have dances as part of it. And what I mean is like, you know, we've got the six, seven day ceremony. And usually on one of the nights, there's performances and as cousins or siblings of the bride or groom, we usually put on a dance or show of some sort. And I've always enjoyed doing that. And usually we have like anywhere from three hours to two days to learn those dances because we're all in like different parts of the world until the wedding day. Um, But I've never done anything more formal. And this is, this is like the most formal version of like that kind of dancing that I've done. And so that is my fun new thing that I've tried. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's, oh, that's awesome. No that sounds like so much fun. Uh, the planking, not really. No. Um, <laughs> I, so that's my punishment. So, cause I, I use negative reinforcement to get my tasks done. Um, cause saying that, oh, I'll have this chocolate bar that doesn't really work apparently. Cause I'm like, I'll just eat the chocolate bar anyways. Exactly. But I go, I, I use, if I don't get my tasks done, I have to plank. And so for every task that I don't get done, it's a minute long. Ooh, I so, so I try and get it. Yeah. 
so so I usually like it's I have the household tasks that's one minute if I don't get those done those one minute it doesn't matter how many household tasks I have if I don't finish them it's only one minute it's not like 50 15 minutes because I didn't do any of them I try and break them down to two days and then I have my work tasks that I need to get done and so you know it, it's a benefit in the long run when I don't do it I'm still building my core but it's not fun no. two minute planks or three minute planks whoo no, nobody enjoys that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that you're doing this. <laughs> and uh, it's I, 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 I'm looking forward to hearing how great it goes and uh, hopefully meeting you in in Toronto. Uh, when oh. next time I go down to uh, the TO and the six because I'm in Montreal. So I'm only, uh, you know, six hours. away. Yeah, no, definitely. Please, Not please much. let me know because I would love to take you to my favorite coffee shop or my favorite restaurant. And um uh, Hopefully that's not 30 minutes away from you. No, no, no. <laughs> Only six hours away from me. No, I've, I've managed to, um, I've like, I have two coffee shops I will meet people at. One is, um, it's a Balzac <laughs> that is by Ryerson or TMU, like uh, Toronto Metropolitan University. Mm-hmm. And that's like a convenient, like eight, 10 minute walk for me. And then there's Sudforno, which is also an Italian restaurant. And that's like a 20 minute walk, which is lovely because I need like fresh air. Um, and so my yeah. like coffee spots and then my favorite restaurant hands down is pie the thai restaurant and oh i will i will go there no matter what the occasion is <laughs> it's good to know um Ashani, i'm gonna jump off the screen here i'm gonna let you let my audience know where they can find you how they can connect with you and how they can you know use your product because i'm probably going to be signing up because <laughs> i need some help and uh, why not use uh, one of my entrepreneurs products so the floor is yours amazing thank you phil so hey everyone i hope you've enjoyed listening to me um the best ways to reach out to me if you have questions ideas suggestions anything is to uh, follow me on twitter or instagram or linkedin my username is the same on all of those. It's Ashni S. Shah. And so that's A-A-S-H-N-I-S-S-H-A-H. And I'm hoping Phil will put that in the bio link as well. Um, please feel free to reach out. You can also go to our website, which is hypedocs.co, H-Y-P-E-D-O-C-S.co. And there's like ways to contact me through there, sign up. Uh, and then because you're all awesome and you're all friends with Phil, uh, feel free to use a Hype 20 discount code if you sign up, and I'll give you 20% off your first year, too. You, that's awesome. Um, of course, Ashani, all the links will be in the show notes down below to connect with her, and the uh, 20% uh, off code will be there, too, so that you guys can uh, benefit from, from that. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It was so much fun hearing about your story and how you, that amazing case study, that that. <laughs> by far just sold me on your thing like if you had someone go from i'm only building this because it's uh experience to it got me this over here um you know it's it's going to help uh, help everybody so i want to thank you for sharing that amazing story and the tips and being a guest on my show today absolutely thanks for having me and i can't wait to meet you for for coffee 20 minutes away <laughs> Yeah. Um, To my audience, of course, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you check out the show notes down below because there will be everywhere you can connect with Hype Docs and Ashani. And again, remember to always invest in yourself.